in this episode of the Explore Information Security Podcast, How to Create a Phishing Email, Part 1. Welcome to the Explore Information Security Podcast, where you will learn, explore, and grow your security mindset. I am your host, Timothy D. Block, and in this episode, we will be exploring how to create a phishing email. Joining me today to help answer this question is Chris Madalena, Senior Security Consultant. He's been on the podcast before, and uh, as history would have it, he, you know, I couldn't keep him to under, I couldn't keep him under one. I was really trying with this topic. Uh, didn't work out, and, and that's okay. So, um, feedback is welcome at timothy.dblock at gmail.com or on Twitter at timothydblock. Show notes can be found at timothydblock.com forward slash EIS. Uh, this is going to be forward slash 148. So you can go there for the show notes. Uh, and I started out by asking Chris how he created a phishing email. Yeah. So when you, you contact me about the idea and the process of creating a phishing email, uh, yeah, all those long text messages I was sending back, uh, it really comes down to what you're trying to do. So what you were saying earlier about, uh, you know, maybe you want to fish the entire organization at once, um, you know, or to rephrase that, you're, you're trying to fish the entire organization like for security awareness training. And maybe you're a small organization of a couple hundred people or, you know, say sub 500. That's not such a big deal. Like you can you can send out several hundred emails and just see what happens. Uh, but if you're talking thousands of people, even bigger organizations, like they might have tens of thousands, or many, many more, maybe you're a retail location. So you have like retail stores and they kind of have email inboxes and you have different setups like that where it's not even just everyone at a desk uh, with their own personal email account. Things start to get a little bit tricky of how you want to plan it out. And then, I mean, you can even start thinking about floor plans uh, at that point. You kind of touched on, you know, people remembering having heard about a phishing email someone else got or or they saw it and pointing it out you know they, they see someone else receive the same email uh, I mean that happens a lot if you have an open floor plan you know so you can have people who you send them a phishing email and you know I used to ask uh, when I was doing like security awareness uh, I used to do a lot of those sort of awareness campaigns and I would always ask hey do you have an open floor plan because a lot of the clients I was working with at the time they would I mean, some of them were buying like old warehouses and sprucing them up into kind of fancy offices. But that meant that everyone was just kind of in the middle of what used to be a warehouse floor at desks um, or, uh, you know, doing a lot with like hedge funds or kind of financial firms where they would be doing some trading or things like that. So they're all kind of in sort of a bullpen area and asking, hey, are you, do you have an open floor plan? Do a lot of people sit next to each other? Do they talk during the day? Uh, and if they did, that would definitely change my game plan. Uh, because you don't want everyone to suddenly receive the same email at the same time. And then someone in the middle of a big group of people be like, this thing looks weird <laughs> and call right. attention to it. Yep. Um, so you do kind of want to stagger it. But at the same time, uh, phishing is often sort of a race against time because if you always have to just go in assuming you're going to have at least that one person who's going to say, hey, everyone, this looks weird. And maybe they're even the type of person that forwards it out to the, well, hopefully they don't forward it. Uh, maybe you want them to do that. <laughs> but they like kind of sends an email out to the entire organization and be like, don't click on that link. Uh, it looks weird. Because uh, I've had that happen a couple times before. You get that one person who's very vocal about it. And they just tell everyone uh, in you, one way or another. Do you give them props then? Or are you like, oh, yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, my personal feelings me. on it are, are always going to be, uh, you know, how much effort I was putting into it. If it was just, you know, 
oftentimes when we're looking at this, trying to what is the level of effort involved to get a, a fish ready to go? If it's for, you know, security awareness and I'm talking to a client who's like, yeah, we've never really done this before. Um, you know, we have no idea where our employees are at. Uh, you know, we might start off with a much more low level fish, like, uh, you know, something that would even be kind of obvious. It's a phishing email, like, uh, uh, you know, say a Amazon order or, or something like that. Like, Mm -hmm. Hey, click this link. Something weird just happened with your account. You should click this, that if they took two seconds to think about it, be like, Hey, I don't have an Amazon account linked to my work email. (laughs) Why do I care? This can't be real. Um, something like that. And, you know, if someone flags that, it's like, ah, whatever. That was kind of a canned email. It's It was easy to put together. We were just kind of gauging your uh, your security awareness here anyways. Um, you know, so cool. Kudos for you. Now, if I'm trying to get a shell or, you know, get, a, get some, you know, creds harvested or something like that on a pen test, and I'm really hoping it lands and someone, you know, I hear from the client like, yeah, someone totally just... Uh, you know, announced your fish to the entire organization. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's much more of a bummer to me than, uh, than, you know, like a security awareness fish getting caught. But I mean, at the end of the day, I always like to see that. Um, I mean, the, the stats I'm always interested in, uh, if we're just talking about sort of your, your a typical fish with like a, an email to click. Uh, what I'm looking for are the stats of who clicked it. You know, of course, I'm always interested in just what percentage of people clicked. But then uh, looking at even the sort of subgroups of that, uh, who clicked and then reported it, uh, who clicked and didn't report it uh, because they were embarrassed or just never realized it, uh, and uh, who didn't click and reported it. I'm always curious about those you know, groups of statistics uh, to get a general idea of, of what um, sort of awareness level that organization is at. Um, and, and of course, you start talking about, you know, what sort of fish do you do? Do you send a, an attachment, a link, uh, ask them to do something? Um, there's, off, there's also the concept that I always liked of sort of like the double barrel fish. So you send an email that might be that uh, sort of almost, you know, stereotypical document, uh, like the, the attachment that's like salaries for 2018 uh, or whatever, you know, bonuses and uh, you know, that's always kind of a cliche fish, you, you know, with like the malicious, the malicious macro in it uh, with the protected content. That's the salaries or or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you follow that up to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to send that to you. Don't look at that. <laughs> right. Or, that's, or that's, you uh, that's, say that's sneaky. We need you to uh, to click on. You know, we need you to open this attachment or whatever and review this report. And then there's nothing in it. And then you follow up and say, oh, hey, sorry, I'm stupid me. I forgot the attachment. Here you go. Um, <laughs> you know, with, yeah. So the idea being that you know, it, it sort of disarms them mm-hmm. of, you know, the idea like, oh, oh, someone just made a silly human mistake. This isn't some, you know, malicious criminal, you know, some criminal mastermind trying to steal my credentials or whatever. Like this is clearly just some dude in the organization that needs me to look at this attachment. Right. So there's <laughs> or kinda- doesn't want me to see these salaries. I'm definitely going to open it now. <laughs> Right. So it's kind of like you have a almost like a strategy and then there's almost like an actual like building out constructing uh the fish. Are you so are you using stuff that's like 2 years old or are you like are you recycling any of your older stuff or are you constantly having to create new um, stuff? So so it it really depends. Uh there you know it's part of that plan of of what you want to do. 
Uh, one of the things you always have to take into consideration uh, is if you just have one campaign, that's always the bummer to me. So, like, you know, let's say you, um, you know, as an organization, say your company wants to do a security awareness fish, and if someone says we're just going to do this once, one fish a quarter or something like that, that's always kind of a bummer for me to hear that because you might send out that one fish and maybe you know it's a click, uh, you know, hey, click this link, and we just want to you know, see what happens. Will people click? What will happen? Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe no one clicks. And maybe that's just because the training that they've had either at that organization or in previous jobs or just from the news, whatever, they've gotten to the idea, like, I don't want to click on links. Um, but maybe if you send all those same people an attachment that you get a 70% of them opening and enabling macros or something like that. Like there's always um, the chance that whatever you sent them one percent clicked, but then it doesn't mean that if you f- framed it slightly differently, uh, or use an attachment instead, uh, or you know change things up a little bit in some maybe even a subtle way, that you wouldn't see that suddenly jump to thirty five percent. So it's it's important to always iterate on that and kind of go with some of the trends. Um, you know, I mean, for a while, say back around like twenty fifteen or so, uh, it was really popular. To see people, um, uh, you know, it's like see criminals, you know, see phishing campaigns uh, targeting like middle management types. And that was because the trend at that time was, I mean, it probably still is a bit today. Uh, and I think even like the Verizon DBIR report um, uh, of that time, you know, touched on this was at that time, the middle managers were often excluding themselves from like security awareness training. So you had middle management and executives were kind of prime targets because everyone else is being subjected to like rigorous, you know, hey, don't click links, don't do this, don't do that. Uh, and they were being a little bit more careful. It was working. But then the middle management types were always you know, excusing themselves to go do more important things uh, and weren't getting that training. And, you know, maybe just were more confident or whatever that they like, I'm not going to fall for it. I don't need to go myself. So they would uh, leave that to their their underlings and then they would get fished. Um, so for a long time, there was a lot of fish that just focused very heavily on the middle management types. Um, I used to have a lot of really good luck fishing um, management with like LinkedIn for, you know, requests, connection requests and getting their LinkedIn creds uh, and that kind of thing. Um, and then trying to turn around and use those, you know, those passwords, like reuse passwords on like, you know, their domain, uh, you know, on OWA and that kind of thing. Um, the... Uh, other thing to, to keep in mind is, uh, you know, if you have access to the data, uh, is what has worked in the past. Um, you know, so often I, I, work, I will work with clients who, um, if they're asking for a phishing assessment, I find that, say, you know, 70% of the time, they've, they're probably doing it. Uh, not, ne- not wholly because they feel like it's time or they already, you know, they do it once a year. Maybe they're choosing that moment in time to do it because they've recently been, they've had a phishing incident. Uh, and so like, what was that incident? Uh, what happened? How effective was it? Was it really bad? Uh, did you catch it? Um, and just what was it? And maybe even trying at least for one of the campaigns we do of mimicking that fish mm-hmm. say, okay, you just had this big incident. It's probably been talked about at the company. Uh, you know, Surely the individuals that were targeted by it are aware of it and you've maybe trained them or, you know, had a, had a talking to them about, hey, what happened? How did, you know, this wire fraud get, uh, you know, carried out or, or whatever it was? Uh, so if we send them a very similar email now, what will happen? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's often just a good test for them to see how effective was the training that just they just went through. Um, and also, uh, you know, gives a, a, a good indicator of of how well the, the employees are learning or paying attention and not wanting to repeat past mistakes. So uh, do, you, do you pull then from also like so one of the things I've recently done is I've gone and looked in our quarantine to just kind of get a sample of like what is actually trying to get through. Mm-hmm. And um, I was actually just pulling some of those emails to like, you know, pretty much take out the actual bad <laughs> URL and replace right. it with like a URL that we're going to use for like a fish. Have you ever done that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I do it actually a lot just going through um, and and looking at what's in my spam folder, like my, my personal email account of just seeing what people have sent me. Uh, and yeah, same thing going, looking at, looking at a quarantine for organizations and seeing what's in there. You often find some really interesting stuff. Uh, and some of it looks really, really bad. Yeah. But the interesting thing about phishing is that, um, you know, especially if you look through, if you're, you know, not having like your spam folder automatically emptied uh, or anything like that. Uh, if you have like a Gmail account I mean, just go through there oh, and look yeah. at them, you'll find, uh, so so many that look very very similar and it's because i mean they're probably some fishing kit that they bought a license to you know paid to use whatever or it's free out there somewhere and they're just swapping in a a logo for a company they want to impersonate i see i get them a ton from goot it used to be i would i would come in here into my spam folder and find pages of like the same exact looking email with the color scheme slightly tweaked to match the logo of google skype and right. FedEx, wow. and they were all like the same. Like, click here. You have an you have an undeliverable message, uh, and I actually have one here from a day ago in my spam that was sent from uh, what I'm assuming is is some dude's compromised account, <laughs> and it's been renamed as Google Notify, uh, and says that um, I have a Google uh, someone from Google support is attempting to get a hold of me and it's an undeliverable message and I need to click here to uh, to, to view it mm-hmm. and it, it looks exactly like I remember it uh, but it looks you know it's a bit more well done it doesn't look so cheesy as the old ones that I uh, that I can recall and um, they've even gone and highlighted some of the some of the characters uh, some of the words like down here in this fake terms of service for the Google team to make them blue, but they're not actually linked. So they don't want me clicking on any link. That's not this button. <laughs> right. And they're even using like an old Google logo. Like it's, it's the slightly less stylized one. They did a good job, but there, there's problems with it. But, uh, I still look at these and yeah, sometimes I'll just copy them. Just like you said, like I'll, I'll grab the, the original source of this email, drop in my own links and use them, like especially for those low level fish, just to, mm-hmm. See what you know. People are paying attention, kind of thing, right. uh, and you know, see see what they click. What what, what do they think of this? Um, but uh, you know, we're, we're kind of going back and forth here, uh, dancing around one of your original questions, which was you know, just how how do we you well, know, how, how do you make them right? And um, b- before we get to that, um, is there like a, and I haven't done a ton of research on this, but is there like a GitHub page where people have just like thrown up like here's you know HTML source of a phishing email for this type of thing like is, have you seen that anywhere i i have not seen that particular thing but uh one of the the lovely gifts of computer science students to to the world of phishing 
uh, is that uh, it seems to be somewhat popular or was for a time for uh, up and coming students or or people that you know were were looking to get some uh, like CSS and you know web you know like application coding uh, uh, experience would try to re-implement login pages, like fancier login pages that many organizations have started to switch to. Right. In, I think in large part to both they they look nice and pretty, uh, but uh, I think in large part because they're very difficult to just clone. Um, so like you, you Google and Microsoft both do this now. You know, the Google, the new Google logins, you, you have to enter in your username, you click enter, and it kind of like fades away and brings in your password. Um, you know, there's not just a, a form now. Uh, and that's very difficult. Just you can't just clone that. You'd have to go in and bring in the style sheets and and fix it up. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah, so yeah. If you can search around now and you find people who are like, all right. So my my project was to uh, recreate the Google login page, and here's the GitHub with all the code. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I'll have to look for that <laughs> stuff. That's cool. So uh, and then, um, I I like I sometimes you uh like if you have access to a sock. Getting a hold of some of the phishing messages that they're you know, they're catching uh, in some of the phishing kits that maybe they've pulled down um, can often often have some interesting ones in it. Which that's not really GitHub, but um, yeah, like yeah. no, no. I, I recently came in. Uh, I recently got one that I think the kit's called. I think it's Raw Flesh. It's a really gross name. So Raw Flesh is the phishing kit, but uh, it has a really really good uh, clone of the um, n- brand new like. That same as the Google One Microsoft uh, Outlook Web Access login form. <laughs> there, dude, some of even the actual fishes we've seen, because uh, after doing the malicious link clicker episode with uh, your buddy Daniel and, and Kyle, mm-hmm. like I'm, I am seeing some pretty like slick stuff. I was like, oh, that's amazing. Like, like I don't know if you know now, but like right now, instead of like redirecting you right away, it goes, can you please confirm your password? The first one you put in is bad. So it's like they're asking you to pretty much reconfirm the password that you put <laughs> it in. It is some like just the evolution of all this stuff is pretty, uh, pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, so and some of these login pages are getting like pretty slick. It's all it's all BS. Uh, like you said, they're kind of like if you start poking around, it's like you can't check the remember me box. Um, like all the <laughs> all the other stuff is kind of just like a picture instead of like actual yeah, yeah. functional. Uh, parts of the web page and it's it's i don't know it's it's really interesting to see uh some of this stuff going through yeah i mean i mean because yeah it's it's really sky's the limit if whatever you want to do um you know you you can probably do it and you know, so one of the things that that i always do to get started is um you know i and i want to be fair uh and also to myself because of the the amount of time that might be scoped for the project or, you know, how much time we're able to invest into it. Mm-hmm. And, um, but then also be able to tell the narrative. Like right. I always want to be able to tell the narrative. Like I, I don't want to send you the perfect fish that you fall for right. and get, you know, the entire executive team. And they're like, but how would you know that we use that thing? And this just happened and, you know, so on them to, to, bait it so perfectly and it's like oh well, i wouldn't have yeah. <laughs> so I, you know so i never want to be like hand fed uh you know an awesome pretext sometimes they they um you know they kind of fall into your lap i, I definitely did one that uh I, I know there's a couple of your listeners that you know are mutual friends of ours that will recall this one because uh i, I think i think it's safe for me to say that, that they were hit by it it was one that i was i sent to them <laughs> and uh it it was an okay fish. It was okay. 
Like it was nothing special. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, the story that was being told there was, I mean, I just looked at some DNS records and I could say, here's the breadcrumb trail that I followed to learn that this, this particular service is used by, by this group. Uh I sent them a fish and, um, nothing happened. You know, usually I let them run for about a week, Uh uh, because when you run a fish, I I usually want to get started like sometime Monday, Tuesday morning, perhaps, uh, because that's, you know, Tuesday is great because they come back, you know, they've caught up with all their other email from, say, like over the weekend. Um, maybe Tuesday's getting a little bit slower for email and then they have the rest of the week to respond to it. Uh, but then I always want to not shut it down until like the following Tuesday because I, I've often seen, you know, people clicking on it over the weekend or Monday morning because they, they put it off. They put it, you know, in like a to do list or would have marked it as unread. And uh, then they get back to it like, oh, crap, yeah, I never responded to that email. I'll take care of that, you know, Saturday afternoon or first thing Monday morning. So it, it gets to be Friday. And I mean, I have no activity. It was a total failure. Uh, and I'm like, ah, well, that happens sometimes, uh, you know. And the pretext I'd used was like, hey, there's a problem with your expenses. So you need to log in here and, and fix it. And uh I figured that it being like near the end of the month that people would have submitted some expense reports. So they, there might be some bites. I got nada. But then suddenly Friday, uh, you know, I, I'm getting ready to leave for to go grab some lunch. And I, I go and I look at my stats. Suddenly it went from 0% to 70%. Like it just suddenly like it skyrocketed. People were clicking on it. People were entering creds. And I was like, what? What happened? Uh, and come to learn later uh, that those group of people had received an email from accounting uh, that they actually had in the in that and within that week, just totally coincidentally encountered an issue with expense reports uh, and sent <laughs> oh, out an email being like, hey, can you guys log in and check your expense reports to make sure they're OK? <laughs> and people had like flagged my email as like i'll get to this later i'm not in a rush for that expense report right but then they were now reminded by the actual accounting department okay there's a problem <laughs> and they used mine as like the one like the one they had flagged in their email inbox uh, to log in <laughs> thank you accounting my gosh right yes yeah, so, i mean sometimes that happens i've had that happen you know it, it it's rare i mean it, it's a huge stroke of luck you, you know from like the fishing side but uh, I mean, it's always kind of fun when that happens because it's such an amazing, you know, uh, uh, learning opportunity for that organization to be able to like, hey, hey, look, I mean, because this happens sometimes, you know, right. we all like to make fun of the fish, but like this fish was really bad, like no one would fall for this. But what if you got that fish and an hour later, someone or someone came by your desk A timing and man. was like, yeah. hey, you, you know, have you checked that thing? And they're like, oh, that thing might be real then. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's it's sometimes it's just all about timing and it can be really funny that way. Uh, but I would like to tell that story of like looking at DNS records. Uh, can I find subdomains that point to, uh, you know, various like expense programs, travel per diem things, uh, benefits, uh, you know, employee portals that might list like, you know, their vendors, uh, things like that. You always go out and do that OSINT first. And then um, I, I often have in my back pocket kind of running back to your question of, you know, do I use something from like two years ago? I mean, sometimes I do because I might have created a really good phishing email or at least a really good landing page. The emails often change, right? Because you want to kind of change it to maybe that organization or or whatever. But like for the landing page, the concept, the pretext of the whole thing might not change all that much because maybe the, the company hasn't changed that much. Right. I mean, as in like the, the thing that I'm using to my benefit. Like, um, 
you know, if, if you use the same, you know, expense report tracking company that, you know, one of like the top two or three out there, they probably have the same login page today still. Um, you know, probably not much has changed. Right. So I can use that landing page that I set up and, you know, created two years ago today along with the same email that I use to go along with it. And then I'll make changes to it and, you know, customize it a bit. But otherwise, it's it's pretty much good to go. And there's a few other concepts that I have like that that are kind of uh, general purpose apply to a lot of organizations that if I send that out to, you know, a good group of people, I might, I'll probably get a bite or two, um, you know, depending on, it all kind of depends on the purpose of, of why I'm doing it. Yeah. When I guess my, my thinking is, is that like, there's just an ever like changing thing of, well, the, the strategy is almost changing, right. Uh, on a regular basis, especially with these fishes, at least, at least, uh, um, the ones that I've had to respond to at the first half of this year, we just seem to see an uptick in fishing. And it's like, like I said, they kind of, some of their strategies seem to change, uh, a little bit. So I'm always like, I like the idea of like pulling from current stuff and kind of keeping a tab on that. Cause it's like, if I'm going to train my users on fishing, I want them to have some of the, the latest, uh, things that we're seeing and not necessarily the, you know, the Prince of Nigeria scan. Everyone knows about that. Everyone jokes about yeah. that now. I, I'm sure it's still effective for some people. Someone would respond to it, but you know, it's like, oh, yeah. that's not going right. to have as high of a success rate as maybe something that's, that's newer. And if you think about it, I mean, <laughs> this sounds really weird, but you know, the, the fishers are on the cutting edge. Cause I mean, they're kind of setting the standard anyways for you know getting people to respond to this stuff because that's their business model is the more people that respond click on links give their creds the more money they make yeah i mean it's a numbers game too right and that, that's one thing that um i've definitely talked to organizations before where they don't quite understand um you know may, maybe like like how how fishing kind of works um you know because going back to you know the prince of nigeria scam i still get I still find in my spam at least one new one a week that's sometimes very well written. Like I, I have one that I should almost save. It's it's like I can't believe they put this much work into it. Right. You know, the dear beneficiary. Uh, I mean, I, I could read through this. It's like it's like if you put this into a Word document, it's easily would fill the whole page single spaced. Right. And it's just, you know, U.S. Department of State, 2201 C Street, Northwest Washington, D.C., 2520, dear beneficiary, blah, 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 like this whole thing about how I'm going to get $5.5 million and it's waiting for me, uh, but they haven't been able to hold me until now. I mean, it's this whole story they tell right. and then it's all obviously an you know identity theft scam. Like we need your full name, your contact house address, your city of residence, your country of residence, <laughs> your I mean, which my country of residence, but you're contacting me and you're, you know, you want me to go to you know, Washington, D.C. Like <laughs> it's it, if you read through it, it's like not only do I already know this is all BS. Right. But it's like even your your story that you put all this work into doesn't quite all make sense. But I mean, they want experience. everything. They want my they want copies of my passport and my driver's license and oh, and all this other stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and then I think the only true part about this whole thing is uh that I need to contact Mr. Fred White. And uh, he is he, he uh, it is his entire job to respond to to my submission of information immediately. I'm like, I bet it is. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but 
you know, you see these, like, someone must still fall for this. Exactly. Yep, that's what I was and exactly And it's, it's all a numbers game because, I mean, with this, there's there's no um, there's no recourse for me to let all of Gmail know this is out there. I mean, that's kind of Google's job, right? I mean, as they have correctly marked this as spam and threw it in my spam folder, so they're doing their part. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, someone, there's still someone out there, probably more than one someone, who went into their spam folder just to do their cursory check of hey did anything i need go into spam here and so a dear beneficiary read that and went oh my god and <laughs> and right. called that number or, or replied to it and you know marked it as not spam because they probably got sent to who knows how many hundreds or thousands of people uh and they're just waiting for that like one percent to respond back yep yep um anyway has the same thing with like the creds you know click here there's a message for you from google uh, i mean if anything, it might be a testament to that this phishing is working because many of those phishing emails come from like compromised email accounts. <laughs> right, right. And that's going to do it for part one. Again, feedback is welcome. Timothy D. Block, timothy.dblock at gmail.com or on Twitter at Timothy D. Block. Show notes again, timothydblock.com forward slash EIS forward slash 148 for this particular episode. See you next time. Mm-hmm.